I'm looking out at the window to decide how I'm doing. Um, I'm doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. How are you? Uh, I think okay would be a good description of how I'm doing as well. Um, There's a... What was the show? Oh, 30 Rock. And Uh um, Liz Lemon walks in and she asked the receptionist, she's like, do I look okay? And she said, that's exactly how you look. And I love that. (laughs) So I always reference that whenever somebody says something about okay, um, I always want to say, that's exactly how you look. I will. I definitely look like I'm okay. (laughs) Or that, do I look okay? Yes. I definitely feel and look and yeah. That resonates. Yeah, good, good. You're listening to Lofty Conversations. This episode, we're talking about music and how it impacts our world our perspectives, and our emotions. So I was, the last time I reached out to you, I was really trying to think of something lighthearted or not even lighthearted, but just that brings me joy. And that's music. And so when I was thinking about it, because I really enjoyed hearing about your screen time story. What I just, I mean, the Roseanne, <laughs> Roseanne alone was fantastic, but it also made me think about what things I actively think about as an educator and a parent um, and how I share those influences and interests. And I think music has always been really high on my list. Um, and so I was just wondering, you know, what would you, consider your music story. I think some of the questions Mm. I threw out at you are, you know, do you feel like music did have significance as you were growing up? And then how has that influenced the way that you bring music into your, your educating or your teaching, Mm -hmm. your parenting? So Mm -hmm. that that was where I was thinking. I think music, it holds an emotional um, space and it, is aligned with memory. So I, as I shared, I grew up in Israel and I think we listened to mostly like Israeli music that was really influenced by Brazilian music. Mm, interesting. Um, at least in the 80s, that was the big Israeli music scene was Israeli bossa nova. Israeli bossa nova. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, That's my first time hearing about this. Um, and so for me, when I... So, the kind of music that feels like chicken soup or like a sense of nourishment um, comes with nostalgia and sometimes like a longing. Um, And so I have a lot of music that fits into that category. So there's this Israeli bossa nova, Monty Cosby, if you want to look him up. Um, and um, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye are all actually all part of like music that I would listen to um, when I was younger. And so I had these records yeah. and I didn't know who they were, but the music um, was played. Um, musicals that I had never seen. I heard the music first. Yes. Sound of yeah. Music, West Side Story. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think for me as an educator, I use music um, as a regulating social emotional space. So either to um, share about different cultural heritages or to talk through movements and um, ideas or even just to like create an ambience that feels safe and containing. And I, you know, my dad used to like listen to whatever it was on the radio that was just like spa music. And I'd be like, dad, God, (laughs) or like um, smooth jazz was really hard for me. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. And now as an, an older anxious prone person yeah. lo- love the ambient spa yes, stuff absolutely it's so <laughs> calm and you up. need i like i don't want to hear any words i just want to relax to the smooth melodies and yeah so smooth jazz was definitely something our both our dads cuz my dad was very much in the smooth jazz uh and now whenever i drive my children to school or when I'm going somewhere, it's just smooth jazz or real jazz, whatever you want to call it. But anything where there's just instrumental music playing in a calming manner. um, I love it. So how do your kids like it? That's the thing. They they don't know anything else. Well, no, they do. And sometimes (laughs) they'll ask for other things. Um, But I found that of all the music I'll play that I'm choosing, they, they don't seem to be bothered by it at all. Hmm. And um, my oldest, he actually is a big fan of instrumental music because he grew up with um, little Einsteins. And so an appreciation for music. And I think he just has a natural affinity for it. Um, so being able to hear it and recognize the instruments, I think, has been really engaging for him. Or it's enough that it's just plain and he can relax in the back. So, yeah. I like it for that matter. Yeah. I always wondered what happened to those Einstein babies. <laughs> <laughs> they became geniuses and do Verizon commercials. So <laughs> worked out well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah, classical music is another one like I that my dad would have playing in the back. And I I took ballet for a long time and that could be another kind of music that yeah. just settles my nervous system. Yeah. But it can also be frenetic. So I can also be quite impacted by music. Yes. And sometimes I I need to change, you know, that you can just feel it in your body. Mm-hmm. Your heartbeat's kind of going a little fast. Sometimes I need more bass. Sometimes I'm like, no, no bass. No bass. Um, so it's interesting to think about that as a context of a parent. And um, we all have to take turns. So my 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 spouse um, he still buys CDs. Really? Okay. We have, I don't know how many thousands of CDs wow. we have. Okay. I should take a photo and send it to you. Yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, those like BMG things where it was oh, like, Oh, I remember. Buy, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> BMG got me for so much money because I would always forget to cancel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, can I totally, you think of like, you could be a millionaire by now. Or at the very least, a thousand air. A thousand air. <laughs> yes. Um, so I would say, like, our music collection is quite eclectic. How about you when you've been teaching? How do you use music? Um, I feel like from day one, I had to find a way to integrate music just because it was, I'm trying to think of the old 
teaching term. It was part of my anticipatory set. So it's like how I did an icebreaker every day. So whenever oh. students would come into class, I always wanted to set the tone. So I would be very intentional, like, okay, today we're talking about this particular subject. So I'm going to have a song that relates. So I was all about finding matching songs to match the lesson. And so a lot of, you know, pop, R&B um, music that I would play, but it would be kind of ranging from, you know, the 1960s all the way into contemporary music. And so it was fun to see the students recognize the songs and be really excited. And then other times like, wait, what song is this? Oh, that's so cool how it matches with what we're doing. But a lot of times that would happen maybe like 10 minutes into class, like after the song was already over and like somebody kind of be singing to themselves and then say, oh, I see what you're doing there, Ramadan. Yeah, that works. And so I just, it was always fun for me just to always bring in music that I liked. Music for me is just a way to connect with people or to, to share, like you were saying, um, the feelings that you have in that particular moment or that you want to bring up. Um, and the funny thing is I feel like that was more of an adult thing for me as a kid. Music wasn't like super emphasized. Like it would be in the background, but like, well, growing up in an Islamic family, like playing sort of secular music wasn't the thing to do, but we were also black people. And it's like, you can't really escape it because it's such a big part of our culture. So I remember listening to Motown and my dad would have eight tracks um, and albums. And um, I remember we took a trip to California and we drove from Minnesota to California and my parents had bought, I think it had to be like 10, a box of 10 cassette tapes with like all of Motown music. And that's just what we listened to the whole time. So it was like there and back. And I remember whenever we would get close somehow, got 25 miles to go would be on and I'm like okay so we're pretty close to home um but yeah I just I I remember that but I also remember soundtracks like you were saying like those really stood out to me I think the most notable was The Wiz, mm -hmm. where it's like Diana Ross mm -hmm. and um, Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell. And so all those songs really stood out in my mind for like, oh, okay, these are, that's the soundtrack of my mm -hmm. childhood. Mm -hmm. um, and then a ton of TV show themes. So I just always remember <laughs> TV show themes. So yeah, just like you were talking about. Roseanne, I was thinking, we talked last time about TGIF. And, yes. We um, actually didn't go far enough into DJ. So, yeah, I remember like family matters, family matters and things like that. Um, and I remember when they switched the theme, too. It was like originally, I think the theme was It's a Wonderful World, like the Louis Armstrong. And then they had their own theme come up. It's like, It's a rare condition. Yes. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm thinking about how I use music. Again, like emotion just keeps coming up because there was a time when I was around 10 where I felt very vulnerable and kind of unsafe. Mm -hmm. um, so I became very superstitious and mm -hmm. I had a lot of kind of rituals. And one of them was I had to listen to a Beatles song before I went to bed. Okay. And I didn't have my own Beatles albums, so I would be listening to the oldies Oh, and just hoping something would pop up. And then I would record it oh, yeah, on my cassette. Oh, yeah, the red button and the black button at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have, I you know, like 
I, there are songs that I actually don't know the true beginning of them because they're kind of truncated. Yes. Or, you know, the DJ is talking over them. <laughs> um, so I still, I am sure I have these cassette tapes somewhere yeah. where they're just, it's like incomplete songs. Yes. Um, but it was essentially, it was very soothing for me to like have this, yeah. this soundtrack of like, you know, it's very like benign and um, uplifting. And I, you know, any any Beatles, even if it was like dark emotion, I'm the walrus or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I feel better now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, music really is an, an emotional tool for me yeah. um, in a way that I don't think I've I've thought about. And you mentioned that you were sort of reluctant to expose your child to certain like genres of music yeah. in particular, like Disney. Um, but their songs are actually really good. They are. I, well, I mean, most these are, many. Yes. There are some that are problematic, but I, there's something very catchy. And I mean, a lot of them can have this level of like subtlety where it's like, okay, that was totally meant for an adult, but a child won't get it, but they'll get the other parts of it. Um, I have to admit that I am a sucker for Disney songs and my children love Disney songs. Even on the car ride today, it was like, well, can we listen to the original Aladdin soundtrack? And my youngest loves friend like me, it's just his favorite. And he's like, can we play it again? We will play it a dozen times before we get to school, you know? So, um, do you know all the words? Uh, I don't know if I know all the words because, Robin Williams riffing is sometimes tough to catch, but I always know the beginning, like, um, so I'm like, oh, friend like me. I think you got the tonality and everything. That was perfect. <laughs> well, I've heard it enough times at this point, I should know all the words. Um, but I was also thinking like, how much I censor the music that mm-hmm. um, my boys listen to. Um, and I think I do the same thing with like other forms of media that they consume. And I always kind of go back and forth about mm. that because there are songs and styles that I would have been exposed to by the time I was nine in yeah. this case that um, my oldest hasn't really been exposed to. So even when like I'd wanted him to listen to some Motown songs, but I'm like, Oh, it's amazing how many Motown songs are very romantic or adult. Oh. And, you know, it's like, I'm trying to get with this person. I'm trying to yeah. get with that person. So I'm like, do I want him to listen Only to this? 16. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, just, there's so much yeah. in there. But it's it's his history. It's his culture. So I don't know if I'm depriving him of mm. that. And so the medium that I've come to is like kids bop, which kind of makes me sad, but also allows him to at least like get a sense of pop culture music at least contemporary not stuff from the past so i find but maybe they should do like motown kids bop that would be crazy i mean i really don't like kids bop like i I like it because it's i know that it's always going to be clean but the voices in my mind are pretty awful um the a level of what's auto-tune auto-tune is just it's so rough um but I have found a few like Motown for Kids albums. And I mean, you can usually do pretty well with Stevie Wonder or Jackson 5s, things like that. Um, and so I want him to still have an ear for that and an mm-hmm. appreciation so that he doesn't only have a love for Disney songs and kids' pop songs. So, yeah. So it's, well, what about you? I mean, do you feel like there are 
types of songs or genres that you really want to expose your child to? I, well, while you were talking, I was wondering, like, is there some way to like frame, frame the music in terms of like time, place, talk about the aspects of it that um, the word problematic has come up maybe four or five times in our conversation. It has. Yes. Problematic. Yeah. Um, and like address those. Yeah. And, um, but still like, I actually was going to ask you when you brought up Jackson five and made me think of Michael Jackson and just made me think like, we have to make decisions as parents sometimes. And like, do you separate the artist from, from the music depending on, you know, where, where you fall on that and the meaning of the song and how you talk about it. And I don't know, there's a lot of like decision-making that we do. That those are two different ideas, kind of smushed into one. That's okay. That's what we're but, here for. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Um, okay. So addressing the first part, um, separating the artist from their art. Uh, I have to admit that when anyone sort of comes out, uh, when I find out like they have a side of them that is not connected with my values, or they've done things that would be societally um, unacceptable. I, um, I don't think I enjoy it as much. Like I will say, I remember listening to Michael Jackson music a lot more and like really digging it. And now when it comes on, it's like, yeah, it just doesn't feel the same way. You know, it's like finding out your favorite restaurant, like it's got like a health code violation. You're like, (laughs) this just doesn't taste as good anymore. But I qualify some of the music that I'm willing to listen to. So I'm like, well, Jackson fives is okay because that's when he was a kid. So I I do find myself justifying listening to Jackson 5's way more than listening to solo Michael Jackson songs. But when you hear a solo Michael Jackson song, it's still really good. Oh, yeah. No, as a musician, phenomenal. And like the beats and all that, it it makes me want to dance and want to move. So I go back and forth. Like I would be more willing to play a song like Man in the Mirror to think about something meaningful within like a school setting. Um, and then at home, maybe I would play, I don't know, just any song that seems like it'd be fun to dance to just to get the boys up and moving. Um, Do they like to dance? Not as much as I would like, but I didn't dance very much when I was their age. And that was the thing because secular music, nobody's dancing. Dance is not a thing um, in my household. And so it took a while. I think I was in like middle school. I was like, Oh, I kind of need to learn how to dance if I want to go to some of these middle school socials. <laughs> and I'm like, how do people know how to dance? Like, when did you learn? It's like, we're just dancing at home, listening to music. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I was a little bit deprived. So that's why I do try to make opportunities where it's like, listen to this music, see how it makes you feel, get up and move, show them like different videos where people are dancing or let them kind of figure out their own dance moves. Um, Xbox Connect from a technology side was great because they learn how to do some dance moves with like just dance. So I think that's been great. Hmm. um, And I didn't ask this answer the second part of your question um, about the like profanities. Do you just play it and then sort of speak over it? Um, I tend to just avoid songs with profanity, but I also realize it really wouldn't matter because they don't know what profane words are. So like they would just assume that's just part of the song only concerning part is when they start singing it and then they, yeah. I have a story for that. Okay. For another time. Okay. Um, but I, to that point too, I'm 
12 and singing like Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know, really oh, loudly, yeah, yeah. as if it was my story. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've, you've owned it. You've taken it on. Um, not appropriate. No. Did not understand. Yeah. Felt it. Yes. The, the emotion was real, whether the story fit your yeah. actual history. But then I'm yelling stuff that I don't yeah. really understand the meaning of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it is valuable to be intentional about what you're playing and be prepared to have the conversation about it. We used to commute together. So we used to spend a lot of right. time um, listening to music um, or talking. So sometimes I would be playing Carol King. Okay. And it would be like, it's too late. And then we're having a conversation about like relationships and talking about how her Nona and her grandpa used to be together. And then oh, they decided yeah. to be apart. And what does that mean? So there's so much story yep. in music. Also, um, there's just so many levels to music. I it's, agree. It tells you of a time. It tells you a story and um, captures emotion and maybe connects to a time, a familiar time or... And I always, I always feel like it was like the, the good old days, even if they were not. But it just um, very transporting. But it's so funny that you said you went to middle school dances and you were like inspired by their movement. Like yeah. middle school dancing to me is like that awkward rocking. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? That was I, I would say the the benefit of being in more like an urban setting yeah. with like people wanted to show they could dance. Yes. So when I think of dances, it was more uh, akin to like the movie House Party. Okay. Where it's like, hey, I'm about to show off. Yeah. And yeah, there would be the awkward like, hey, I'm gonna go ask a girl to dance kind of thing. But it was mostly like. Circles. Groups of people showing off their dance skills. People would watch music videos, see what the latest dance was, and then show up. I think out. maybe maybe high school that started, yeah, but yeah. at the beginning it was just like yeah. awkward penguins. Oh yeah, in the yeah, dark. Yeah. Well, that's what was so intimidating about being where I was. Like, I would have loved the awkward penguins in the dark because it would be easy. But it was like, whoa, people really know how to dance. Like, you can't just go out there and try to. No one was feeling me. I was like, I think I know this one dance move. And it's like, nah, man, nah. So, yes, very intimidating to I'm be just, dancing. I'm picturing you with a longing yeah. and like a bubble over your head yeah. and like wishing that it was just penguins in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. I wouldn't even know. Like, I, I don't think I had ever really been out of the city until I was like 14. So, like, knowing, like, oh, this is how people dance and like, the suburbs and stuff like that. Like, no, it's just in the city, you needed to know what you were doing. Yeah, no. <laughs> so. Albany, California in the 90s, Penguins in the Dark, until like maybe, yeah. you know, 2000. Yeah. We came out of the darkness okay. a little bit. <laughs> People tried popping. Robot. Oh, I yeah. can always bust the out robot, the robot. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> It's a hallmark of any pants. Either that or the worm. I always see somebody bust Can up the you worm. worm? I prefer not to. So, <laughs> that's a commitment I'm not really willing to make. I don't think I've ever tried doing the worm. I've tried and it doesn't. I don't know how. I guess if you're skilled at it, it doesn't hurt. But I just felt a lot of pain in different parts of my body smashing against the ground. So, yeah. Not my forte. I like all of these images. This is great. <laughs> But I need to do more dancing and I need to listen to more music. And do you have a time when you were just like 
literally only listen to music, that you weren't doing anything else. You were just listening to music. Oh, I do that now. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things to do where it's just, I'm, I intentionally am not trying to do anything else. I'm just listening to songs. Um, I was doing that yesterday and I started kind of going down this, I wouldn't call it a rabbit hole because I wanted to be there, um, <laughs> but uh, of listening to like 90s West Coast rap, you know, and I was, the funny thing is I was like, oh, I really want to listen to Dr. Dre, Let Me Ride. Because I was like, I love that, the instrumental component of it. And I was like, this is great. Mm. You know, just, it made me feel very, very chill. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Check this out. The sun went down when I hit Slauson on my way to the strip. Now I'm just... So, yeah, I, I don't know if that answers the question. So it was just... Well, I feel like there's music sometimes when I'm like, uh, the, I don't know, like down in the depths. I'm like, let's turn on some Fiona Apple. I think that would really help. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, if you <laughs> say like, so, oh. yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, and then if I'm needing just like connection life's gonna be okay mm -hmm. bill withers hits the spot stevie oh, wonder yeah. hits the spot yeah. for that like but i forget i you because i i don't just listen to music anymore it's always i'm cooking dinner listening to music exactly. i'm you know we're doing work listening to music or um driving listening to music yeah. but i remember the like just lying in my bed listening mm -hmm. to music and kind of yeah. like what what am i missing by not doing that anymore I, I think you should definitely find opportunities to yeah. do it. Um, I Yeah, it's just, it puts me in such a more relaxed mood. Even if I'm listening to songs that are upbeat and I'm kind of dancing to them, I, I just, I find that when the music is my focus, that it frees me up from all these other things that may have been weighing heavy on me, even if it's just for the three to four minutes that that song is on. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm good. How do you feel about that same idea with children? I mean, do you create spaces, whether it's at home or at work, um, where it's just about the music? Yeah, I think um, as a teacher, I have a guitar here. Mm -hmm. um, so singing in in community is, is lovely yeah. um, and kids enjoy it. And um, yeah, it gets, it gets us, it gets me that feeling of connection. Um, so I, I do use music in, as a form of community building and connection, um, sharing stories, um, laughter. Yeah. It's joyful. Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Thank you for listening to this episode of Lofty Conversations. For resources related to this episode, check out the links in the description. Follow us on social media at Lofty Convos, L-O-F-T-Y-C-O-N-V-O-S, and look for us wherever you get your podcasts.